we bet that you can't drive to Austin, pick up 400 cases of Yeller Local, and have it all back here within 24 hours. That was a movie, and in the movie, it was 28 hours. Got you some Violet, fill my thermos. Let's haul ass. Got the one and only Frosty, the you know what here, Duke Vegas. boy. Come on, son. We're burning daylight. We got to get back, win the bet, collect the money. So stand on it, son. Get you to run a red light in my town. He is very good. You are really bad. You know the back of his truck says ROI. The name is Roy, and I like to drive. Get in, why don't you? Are you cute? You're young. You've got something I want. And I'll chase you to hell and gone to get it back. <laughs> What we're dealing with here is a total lack of respect for the law. I like to drive. You're driving me crazy, son. And welcome to episode 83 of, of Unsocial Spectators. And w this week we watched the piece of shit movie Stand On It from 2020. <laughs> I, this is all your fault. This is my fault. This is a after watching Moonrunners, I got pulled into a um, whirlwind of Dukes of Hazard knowledge that I hate that I possess. But mm. I ended up on John Schneider's YouTube page and saw that he's making movies by himself. Yeah, and because he... no one else <laughs> would make them. <laughs> and so he is a big fan of Smokey and the Bandit. So he made this movie stand on it as kind of a tribute to Smokey and the Bandit. Do you think it was a tribute? <laughs> How do you how do you think uh, Burt Reynolds uh, and uh, Jerry Reed would take this? Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham are both rolling in their grave, uh, thanking the Lord they can't watch it. <laughs> yeah, so this is not not good. It's not good. It's it's it it's obviously someone who has some kind of movie knowledge but not a lot because they don't the story isn't really like bad writing bad writing bad acting shitty lighting uh, bad cameras bad edits and, and just bad i mean the fucking whoever i mean i know uh bo duke directed it but the camera work was Terrible. Yeah. The yeah, actual uh, quality of the cameras was terrible. I mean, was it shot with an iPhone? It might have been. It might have been. I mean, iPhone camera would have been better, probably. Yeah. There's just like not a lot of good quality that I could say is re 
redeems this other than maybe John Schneider's passion for Smokey and the Bandit, but he basically made a uh, a bad copy of Smokey and the Bandit with a lot of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, hey, you get this reference kind of thing. Like everything is basically a member berries. Shit. Yeah, member berries, like, hey, you get this, you get this reference, and it's just fucking hits you over the head with, like, the stuff that you got in the first five minutes. Like, if you're watching this, you you understand the purpose of this movie. The movie doesn't need to tell you the purpose for you watching this movie. Uh, dude, the lady that was driving with them was terrible. Yeah, she was not very good, and when, and I forget that in the trailer, like, he, she's, she says something to him and he says, you're young. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> mm. she is not young. She is not young at all. She is the anti Sally field. I don't know why she was cast in this particular role, but it, it almost it, seems yeah, like yeah, it was like he owed her money or something. Yeah. And I feel like this. Like, I, I don't know if there was a Kickstarter for it, but it feels like if you just donated a hundred bucks, you could be in the movie. Uh, all the extras were totally ugly, you know? I, I, I said that there was a lot of randos and normies in this, and I feel like it was just people who donated to the cause to make this movie. No, they were just shot when they were drunk at a car race <laughs> and some of the footage looks like it is shot with an iphone there's footage of it's, john schneider like arriving obviously like at a convention of some kind it's but it's terrible. pulled yeah it's pulled out of context and put in this as if he's this badass guy like uh so i mean the whole i mean the whole movie is smoky and the bandit it is dude Come on, if you did this, why would you release it? Yeah, yeah, I would definitely like, and then he made a sequel to it. That's the other thing that I was amazed about was like, how, how was he able to do that? Like, I almost feel like this is like an Evil Dead one. Like he put this together and thought, you know, if the studio saw that there's passion for this, they could give me money to make a real movie. Nobody gave him money for this. I know. <laughs> Dude, this that fucking thing was... I mean, the only money I saw on the screen were uh, the all the police cars falling in the river. Yeah. I was real curious how they were able to get some of the, the police cars damaged the way they... Because they... They do everything that happens in the Smokey and the Bandit movies. They they cut off the top of a police car so Buford T. Justice could chase them and you could see them. And they have this other guy who's impersonating, you know, uh, Jackie Gleason type character. Uh, but everything is just a skit between uh, the, the car and the cops. Hey, hey, calm down, dude. Dude, they, uh, they wouldn't even get the skit passed on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, because they're, it, it, it's all like the cops are dumb and I'm going to outsmart them and win my money. And so he, he buys this Hellcat that just is a mock-up of like uh, the Bandit's Trans Am. 
He sells it at the end, so he's not really tied to his car. It doesn't seem to have some of the principles of a Smokey and the Bandit movie, which aren't many. There aren't many, <laughs> but he he just it, it's just a setup and then a sketch between uh, a, him and cops, and it's either a car wreck, a joke, or some sort of reference to Smokey and the Bandit again. Do zero stars. Yeah, I I can't even say. I mean, it's like almost intentionally bad. Yeah, like he doesn't like. There's no attempt for it to like be. There's there's no passion. No, oh, I think I think he I think he wants to be Burt Reynolds, and that's it. He he loves being in that role. He loves being that guy, but he also loves the 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 fans who remember him as Bo Duke because he uses his you know Duke boys as his call sign. I mean they 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 just build up a lot of stuff that, and they show the General Lee like over and over again. It was uh, stupid as shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Smokey and the Bandit kept. <laughs> was weird because it was just this movie about bootlegging alcohol in the 70s and then this movie runs that idea down your throat of like oh yeah the movie did this the movie did this just like the trailer does because they reiterated at least four times in the movie but, but it, it, it's just padded with extra footage that doesn't make sense the car chases aren't that fast the, the, you could tell uh, like they had no stuntmen on because the stunts that are done are done really poorly. Like a car. There weren't, there weren't stunts. Well, the, the car rolling downhill, the car going. Yeah, but nobody in was in it. There weren't people in it, if you look. Oh, yeah. I wasn't really 100% paying attention. No, there's nobody in the fucking cars. There's no stunts. I. It was just bad. Yeah, it's really, really, really bad. And it's and really tough what, to watch when you know someone who has the capability or who knows what a movie or TV show should look like. I Honestly, the thing I think it is, is John Schneider is a musician who secondarily wants to be an actor because his music is plugged throughout the movie. I mean, that's, that's him just singing and everything. And mm-hmm. then, then there's even a joke, quote, joke about him in the, in the movie uh, being a singer because everyone's like you're i didn't know you were a singer like i guess that's an inside joke or something you know so, every time a cop car full, fell in the water the water was wasn't deep enough uh to get over the tires so <laughs> it would be cheap to get them it wouldn't uh, damage the engines yeah that's how cheap the fucking movie was. Yeah, I'm really curious if we could get a real budget number on this because I feel like he used a lot of free labor and called of in course. favors because there's nothing that looks like they put money into this. I mean, there are green screen shots inside the car. Oh my that, God, they were horrible. That make me insane because it's like, what, you can't shoot a shot outside of a car anywhere, anywhere, just to show that it's green behind them without using a green screen. Yeah. I don't know who this appeals to, but... Uh, Not me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I The whole time, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? 
is this a joke? Is, <laughs> is Clay playing a joke on me? I just was curious because he looked like such a fan of this, and the and the trailer does look ridiculous because it has a lot of green screen and stuff. And I'm like, there's no way that these shots are in this movie because these are bad. Oh, they're in there. Yeah. yeah. So and, and the the sheriff from Louisiana was annoying. Yeah, and it was weird annoying. because he had annoying. Because they were trying to carry on the 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 storyline that's in Smokey and the Bandit. Stop it! That was in Smokey and the Bandit, where Cletus, where Buford T. Justice's son is is uh, after the Bandit because he was engaged to in the movie it's Frog, and in the show or in or in Smokey and the Bandit it's Frog. Did you notice how? The yeah. woman dog's name were reversed in this from Fred yeah. to Frog. Oh God, yeah, like just really. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just bad. I just yeah. was kind of hoping for something that was like, oh well, this is interesting, or this is you know was yeah. not interesting. Yeah, I don't. You see failed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a the only thing I can think you could do as a tribute would be parody, really, because it's so outdated now that you would. But this isn't even good at that. Like it's not even good at telling a story. So you can't once you can't get past that point, you're kind of just stuck, dude. Uh, they it's like they shot it in 720 too. Yeah, yeah. The the film quality is low. The really uh, bad. The the sound is bad. The edits are bad. And, uh, uh, I mean, whoever edited it, they didn't even uh, uh, put it through a color filter to smooth out the whole movie. Right. It does go at various levels at times. It is it is really tough to watch after a while because I was like... Yeah. I got, I was like, man, Mark was right. I really don't think I can go any further. And I looked and it was 25 minutes in. Yeah, it's fucking bad, dude. <laughs> Anyways, I can't talk about that piece of shit anymore. Well, I do want to ask one question because there is a part of the movie where he calls this woman for distractions to help distract the cops. And then these women jump on the police cars to start washing them in their bikinis. And these are not women you really want to see in bikinis that are, that are doing this. No. Uh, there's they, I, I'm pretty sure there's a Mima or two in the bunch of them. Uh, but I think, is that woman that took the call, Catherine Bach? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you can't find anything on this movie. The IMDb only has like maybe 10 people listed. So there's like no cameos or anything listed. But yeah, I, I don't th I don't think so. I think she was just ugly old woman, dude. <laughs> she paid the most in the Kickstarter. So she got a speaking line. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't recognize her. I mean, I mean, she could have been Daisy Duke, but just like. Not that I could recognize because she was a lot older. Nah, no. Nah, if it was Catherine Bach, she would have. He would have grossed her out even more and put her in short charge. Oh no, no. 
Yeah, dude, just really bad. So, what have you been watching? <laughs> Everything's an improvement upon that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, maybe not. I still am continuing to watch the Amityville movies. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, we had been trying to do them in order, but then it just got ridiculous. Like the first three movies were th- theatrical releases. The fourth movie was a TV movie, the fi- with Patty Duke. The fifth movie uh, was the first straight to uh, straight to DVD release, and uh, it was not great. But the next two, I asked Shelby, I go, "What do you, what do you, what does your store have? Maybe we could like just borrow a couple of movies just to watch them." And they had Amityville Harvest and Amityville Moon. And they were both made like uh, 2020 and 2021 by the same guy. They're so fucking bad. Like, they're really hard to watch. Like, Harvest, I don't even know what's going on in that film. But in Moon, somehow the Amityville horror has uh, werewolves in it. So, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. It's just weird. I, I tried to explain the guys on my other uh, uh show. The Amityville has always been based around the DeFeo murders. The, the only real murder that happens in that entire story is the DeFeo murders are when one of the sons kills the mother, the father, two brothers, and I believe one sister, one or two sisters. I can't remember. And so those are the real, there were a real family that was murdered. And then the Amityville story is about the Lutzes who moved into the house where all the murders took place. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, would you live in a murder house? I don't care. Yeah, if you got a good deal, I would live in a murder house. I really, I don't believe in this bullshit ghost stuff that's going on and everything. And so the Lutzes did this, uh, told this story. Uh, through a book um, and supposedly had Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring series. Everyone knows them from the current Conjuring series that that was one of their early scams because they are scam artists. They've always been scam artists. Um, But now the it's weird that like this real family massacre has become a franchise that even has werewolves in it. (laughs) So uh the the movie just becomes like okay so like harvest was kind of a ripoff of actually the fourth movie where it's an object from the house is haunted and so when they had a garage sale after the house uh, after they left the house uh that all the items were haunted by ghosts when they brought them into the house in the fourth one it was a lamp and they just threw it out the window <laughs> I, this one, I don't even remember how they defeat the ghost, but it's just a thing. It's just a thing that's possessed. And it's just so, uh, it's weird to see, like, this is a professional movie that people put money into, and it's just as bad as Stand On It. Like, there's scenes don't go together. You don't understand why certain people talk like, uh, have there's a tone in one scene and then the tone in the next scene is very different with the same characters. Like everything's all over the place. And it's weird that either someone thought they could make a good movie for this little, or the person who made the movie thought that they were making a good movie at all. Right. Well, there are a lot of people out there that are very self-aware. 
you know, I've I've always thought I could make a movie, and after watching some of these, I feel like I could. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone can make a movie. Yeah, yeah, and and but after seeing these last two MDB, we've almost gotten to the breaking point because Shelby. And that's that's why I watched Stand on it yesterday because like I've made Shelby endure these uh, bad. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad you didn't make her watch that, dude. She would have <laughs> hit you. She would have divorced me. That would be so bad. Yeah, she is. She's kind of had it with some of the bad movies because you you get to a point, and sometimes it's like just fifteen minutes in that you just don't care about anyone in the show. You just don't care. Oh, I totally agree. Um, then I watched. Uh, there's a documentary out. Uh, it's a couple years old called Not Quite Hollywood. It's free mm -hmm. on Tubi, but it's it's about Aussie exploitation films. It's about the history of Australian film. It starts in the 70s and it goes through like the kind of films that they were making at the time just to get like TNA. You know, they knew people right. in the 70s would go to the movie theater if there was TNA. So there's like documentaries on uh, nudist camps and things like that. And um, and and then some of these Australian people started to make movies about Australia and the character of Australia. And some people didn't quite like it. So it's a neat, interesting dig into the history of uh, Australian film. George Miller's there, of course, you know, talking about Mad Max and stuff like that, but he's probably the most spot on with, uh, with his critique of Australians uh, of any of the Australian films I've seen. I'm a big fan of uh, the quiet earth. Uh, mm -hmm. and uh, Long Weekend, and uh, uh, Wake and Fright. Wake and Fright is... Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, that's got Donald Pleasance in it. It's from 1971. Yeah, it's great. It, it, but the fucked up thing about it is uh, there is a scene where they go hunting kangaroos, and apparently mm -hmm. those are real kangaroos they kill on screen. Mm -hmm. And they said that that was a common thing that people in Australia did was just hunt and like almost torture kill these kangaroos. Yeah. Because they were taken over certain areas. So they just try to wipe them out. But Waking Fright's like a real bad take on these, these people who live in the outland, not in the city, but in the far reaches of uh, Australia, who just drink and hunt. And it's yeah, and and they just drink and get out of control and stuff. Yeah, I mean, anyone who hasn't seen Wake and Fright, it's a great movie. I'm curious though because I did read that it was remade in the last few years. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so there was a, and it was made for Australian TV, which is really weird because that movie isn't very TV friendly at all. Uh, but there is a remake that that's out there. And the other thing about Wake and Fright was. It was a film that was lost to media for a long time and only found like within the past five years. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's uh, like 52 years old. It came out in 71. And uh, so it was neat that someone actually found the, the reel, was able to remaster it. And uh, you can go watch it on streaming services. I'm pretty sure it's on Shutter. I don't know if it's on other other ones, but. But not quite Hollywood is is just great if you love like the history of film, especially its focus on uh, Australia. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, uh, so I uh, I finished watching uh, John Carpenter's uh, Second Screams, and that was pretty good. 
Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There's, uh, I think, five different stories, but all they're right. all pretty good. Uh, then I watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> Probably the wow. second, second to last of the worst Jasons. I think Jason Goes to Space is the worst. Dude, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> That's another franchise. We did, we, Shelby and I tried to watch all the Friday the 13th movies, and uh, and she got really bored. And I said, Yeah, I go, Friday the 13th is just about the kills. You really only kind of care about Jason a little bit just to see what he does, but you really don't care about the survivors. Yeah, it was weird. It had Aaron Gray in it as Jason's sister. Oh, hey now. You know, but it was it was pretty bad. Then I watched uh, Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, I really love that movie, man. Great acting. Uh, just just a fun flick. I mean, and, and it's wild because I'm pretty sure the opening scene, isn't it? Isn't it uh, uh, Aunt May getting railed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah, and it does not stop from there. And who's it? Ethan Hawk, Marissa Tomei. Hmm. In the, they're in this movie, right? Ethan Hawke and Marissa Tomei and no. Wait a minute, what am I talking about? I have no idea. Ethan Hawke. Oh no, no, no! I was thinking of another, another film. I'm. I don't know why I'm thinking of that. All right. It it has Andy Garcia. It has Oh, I was I was getting it confused with Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. Oh no. Okay. No, this is uh uh Christopher Walken, Andy Garcia, um Bushimi. Yeah, Bushimi's I mean it's a great film, but Yeah, I, I just haven't seen it in a long time. I got it confused with the other one. Yeah, but that's pretty fucking good. I mean, Walken's really good in it. So, yeah, check that out. And uh, then I watched uh, Johnny Got His Gun. That's a tough watch, man. Totally a tough watch. Uh, you know, definitely watch it if you're a Metallica fan. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you're a Metallica fan and you don't know this movie... What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, Darkness you're definitely not me. <laughs> you're Darkness. definitely you're definitely lot one of the Metallica fans. Imprisoning me. All that I see. Absolute horror. I cannot live. I cannot die. <laughs> I uh, love those lines. So then I watched uh, Blood Beach. Oh, is that the where they get sucked in the sand? Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. That scared me as a kid. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And uh, it has Polly from uh, Rocky in it. The late Burt Young. Yeah, that was fun. And it also has uh, um, John Saxon. He's great. 
Yeah, I really like that. So what else and what else have you been watching? Well, I was on the Australian kick, so I just uh one of my uh favorite sitcoms is Kath and Kim. It's an Australian sitcom that's on Netflix. It's like six seasons. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah, it's just kind of a character-driven show from the early 2000s. It's just I want to say it's like suburban white trash uh in Australia. It's just a mom and her daughter lives there. Her daughter's really fucking entitled. But and it's just these character pieces that are really funny. That and so I kind of I, and yeah, so I've had that on in the background and just binged uh all six seasons. And there's like two movies uh that Netflix has. Uh and then I and then I uh, watched uh, one of my favorite Halloween movies, Halloween three, season of the witch. Uh, it's on uh, Peacock right now, and Shelby and I just will put that on all the time. Love the music, uh, love the story. I wish there was a sequel to it. I tweeted out that I was watching it, and uh, I picked up followers on uh, uh, Blue Sky just for that, like just for being a fan of that movie because <laughs> everyone wants to hate on it because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it. He he is in it. There is a Halloween commercial for. Uh, the movie Halloween, uh, but in in this version, it is all about uh, this mask and this company who's going to have all these kids wear their mask and use the television to kill them as sacrifices to open up a portal to another dimension and bring uh, forth monsters and stop it, dog, uh, and deviltry. And yeah. I and then it and it's stopped by this doctor who is I could say, yeah, he's an alcoholic. He, and even his wife points out, oh, drinking and doctoring because he's always got like a beer in his hand. Uh, he's he he runs off after this man dies at, at his hospital with uh, the man's daughter and they go in search of where her her dad has been because uh, he had died a violent death. And so it's kind of like a detective novel with no detecting in it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a fun movie. I wish they would do a sequel. I would love to see the sequel that takes on America canceling Halloween and maybe like modern day, they they're going to let, kids trick-or-treat for the first time in the year 2024 and uh there's one guy out there who's a screaming uh conspiracy theorist saying no you can't do it again it's going to happen all over again well uh, a lot of the churches wanted to stop and and that would be the angle i mean it would be like churches you know i mean it's the same way we right now we have with gun control you have a a shooting at a school, but it doesn't stop anything. It just keeps happening. It'd be weird for America to actually like cancel something that was a detriment to kids like Halloween. Right. And then you'd have like rogue Halloween trick-or-treaters or people who are violating the law. It'd be weird to see how that plays out. But yeah, I'm just kind of obsessed with that film because it has a different kind of take on horror than the Michael Myers take. Uh yeah. So what else have you been seeing? That's it. Oh, uh, I I uh, watched uh, Five Night at Freddy's. 
on, oh, yeah. on Peacock. Pretty and good. Pretty good? Pretty good if you're a showbiz pizza fan. Okay, cool. I was hoping it would have that kind of aesthetic and that uh, look to it. Yeah. Uh, and then I know that lead actor, he's in like the Hunger, Hunger Games and stuff. He seems like he just can't find that one franchise. This may be his franchise, I guess, if he makes it out alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It was a lot of fun. And I think it made like $93 million this, uh, this weekend or something. Wow. Yeah, totally crazy, dude. Wow, $93 million for a... Yeah, and it's on Peacock at the same time. Yeah, that was what blew me away is when I saw it was already streaming. I was like, but isn't that in the theater? But it still made $93 million. Yeah, it came out in the theater and uh, Peacock at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I think but... I tried playing the game one time, but it didn't seem that interesting to me. Yeah, I never played it. Uh, then I started watching Inhumans. Ooh. Eww. It's okay, I think. <laughs> yeah, I that is one of the one Marvel properties I've never watched because I was never a fan of the comic. The uh, They have a pretty decent cast. The guy who plays Black Bolt, uh, though Black Bolt doesn't speak, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. I, I dig him in Hell on Wheels and uh, Strange New Worlds. He's the cat. He's Captain Pike. Yeah, he's great in, in that. Strange New Worlds is fantastic, I think. And then I started, speaking of that, I started watching the Orville. Love the Orville. Now, it's really weird because the first two seasons and then it, the third season kind of shifts direction a little bit. Oh, okay. Where are you at? I've watched one episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then this morning, I started watching The Nun 2, which is on Max. And, but I haven't finished it yet, so I'll talk about it next week. All but right. so far, it's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen The Nun. Uh, I just have like a, a lot of Halloween stuff I'm going to cram into the next few days. Yeah, but uh, it, it's part of the uh, Conjuring. You, the, the Nun. The universe. And yeah. Annabelle and all the Conjuring. Uh, Metaverse. It's so funny because, like, Annabelle doesn't even look like the real Annabelle doll. The real Annabelle doll is like a Raggedy Ann. Yeah. It's funny, though, because when I watch Amityville Horror, like, the room where all the flies and all the bad shit takes place, there is a girl. The girl has a Raggedy Ann doll in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. All right. Uh, so, so, news time? Yeah. Okay, Miramax got the rights to start making a Halloween TV series. I saw this, and this is just bad. This is not a maybe good they'll movie. make a, a sequel to Halloween 3. 
fucking A, man. If they do, more power to them. But I feel like they're just going to do Michael Myers shit, and it's going to yeah. be a weekly kill-a-thon, and it'll just be one, it'll be one season and done. I just You're going to watch it. Hey, I thought I'd watch the Chucky show, and I like got burned out after the first episode. It just I don't see it being a weekly format uh -huh. kind of thing. Like horror to me, like Walking Dead works because you're trapped in a world of horror. Uh, Halloween just takes place one day a year. <laughs> I mean, are we going to get into the? Um, what is it? The cult of thorn, the, you know, that backstory that's like in five, six, uh, uh or four, five and six that goes into. No idea. Yeah. See, that's all the Michael Myers occult stuff that says that's how come Michael can't die because there's a cult that has, he has the mark of thorn on his wrist and he comes back from the dead because he has these, uh, he's pure evil created by the devil. Maybe <laughs> I know, but nobody liked that storyline. I don't know. I, I just I don't have any hope for it, but I hope it does well, and I would love to see a Halloween three sequel. Uh, okay, they're rebooting the Highlander movie. I with did Henry Cavill. Yeah, no, I don't know. As long <laughs> as it's one movie and. And, and the premise is still the same, that it's just about like one person to win it all and not a sequel and not a TV series. No, it's a movie. Yeah. But you don't do. It's weird because that shouldn't be a franchise based on the concept alone. <laughs> I mean, you you're a bunch of immortals. But once you kill all the other immortals, then you truly are immortal. And then there should be no more movies. Yeah, but if it makes money, there will be. And that's what was the problem with like Highlander 2, Highlander The Reckoning, Highlander, all the nonsense, Highlander. Uh, they're making a black phone 2. Uh, I did see that, yeah. In 2025, so. I'm kind of curious. That's uh, Ethan Hawke too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Robert Cargill. I, I like the first one. You know what? I started that and for some reason never finished it. I don't know why. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because I don't remember anything bad about it. I remember a kid being trapped and Ethan Hawke with the mask and stuff, but uh, not much beyond that. Yeah, definitely give it a rewatch, you know. And then uh, Edgar Wright is uh, remaking The Running Man. I'm on board because it's Edgar Wright. <laughs> I just find it weird that they give, I mean, he, he kind of does his own kind of films and I feel like he's going to take more from the Stephen King story than the actual uh, Schwarzenegger version. Cause the Schwarzenegger version is very far removed from the text. Yeah. But a, a lot of people love that idea and the concept of like a reality show to live. Yeah. And they're uh, they're making a trick or treat too. Yes, I'd love that first movie. Yeah, that'd be cool if uh, if it if it comes if it comes back and is 
as good or better than the first one, you know? Yeah, it really is going to depend. Like, I don't know. I want to say that it's really the story in that one. The story is really good. The actors are great. I mean, Brian Cox is probably the best thing in that one. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and also, they're making a Sicario 3. Those are intense fucking films, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Really fun stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Okay, next week. Well, wait a minute. I was going to say I have one news story, but it's like the biggest news story of the week. Go ahead. Matthew Perry died. And Mm. uh, yeah, I know. I know. I figured I'd get that from you, but. I never watched Friends. Yeah. But I did, and a lot of people did. And I think it's really interesting to see people, because, like, for me, uh, Chandler was, like, this Gen X character, and he played him for the longest time. Uh, uh, I mean, he did, like, what, a decade worth of shows. But Matthew Perry had kind of grown up as a kid actor playing these kind of swarmy, uh, 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 precocious kid type who became like a Chandler Bing. And it's interesting to see people who were like identified with him, but it's that show is probably the longest show our generation had. That was a snapshot of our show. And I'm not saying by any means it it was about anyone or anyone could relate. It was just about being in your twenties and the friends you have and the things you go through at the basis of what that show was about. And uh, that dude lived a wild fucking life. I did read his book and he talks about like just being on top of the world, like in the, in the nineties, having the number one show. Then he started doing movies and he was dating hot chicks and he doesn't have any apologies for it. He's like, I did a lot of drugs, fucked my body up, had sex with a lot of women, couldn't keep it together to keep anything stable. Uh, that's my life. And then had a heart attack in a hot tub and died. What a shitty way to go. But Oh, it was in the hot tub? Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, he drowned in it, right? Yeah, they said he had a heart uh, heart attack and died, or heart attack and then uh, slid into the water and drowned. Was he by himself? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not... No, just the thought of being in the hot tub by yourself. <laughs> well... You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, That's but I, I just think about like losing control of your body and then you're just like you can't keep yourself from going underwater and there's no one there to help you. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, next week we're going to review 1971's The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant. Yes, let me pull up the trailer and we will go out with this a massive monster menaces the world <laughs> threatening the most intimate terror a woman ever felt because of an experimenter with life the incredible two-headed transplant who are you? I'm your brother. <laughs> now, what, you dummy. 
<laughs> he looks like Super Mario with two heads. Get the guns. <laughs> no woman is safe from his deadly embrace. No man is safe from his killer lust. Casey Kasem is in this? Bruce Dern and Pat Priest from the Monsters. That is so weird. Yeah, I was like, I did not know that Casey Kasem was in this, but I knew Bruce Dern was because he was one of the top build, and it's just so wild because that dude's like in Quentin Tarantino. I just watched him in, uh, oh yeah, I did watch Hateful Eight. I, I forgot I did watch the Hateful Eight on Netflix, the extended version. Yeah, that's he didn't even get into that version is fantastic. Yeah, I really don't think I'd love that movie enough because it just has some incredible shots. And Bruce Dern uh is just fucking I mean, like he just kind of takes the position in that film and holds until the end of it. And uh goddamn if Kurt Russell doesn't have the best facial hair in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the incredible two-headed transplant. <laughs> if only John Schneider had made it. Yeah, uh, then it would suck. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, we'll see everybody next week. See ya. Later.